It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Hello and welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin, just rolling in from Las Vegas. One of the beautiful things about Las Vegas is, you know, you go some places and they've got some sort of geographical thing like the ocean or the mountains or something that draws you there and they kind of put up some hotels and things around it. Or you go someplace that's got a lot of history or you go to some huge city that just has a lot going on. The thing about Vegas is it's all built around, let's come up with fun things for people to do that they've never done before. (laughs) That's true. And it kind of keeps reinventing itself. Yeah, because they're always coming up with something new. There must be people who just sit around and are paid well the i guess the free market you could say is at work <laughs> and coming up with new things for people to do that you a lot of times cannot do elsewhere no you're right vegas is one of those places where you always feel like that whole what happens in vegas stays in vegas it's not really just about some of the naughty things you can get into and trust us jeff and i've gotten a little naughty in vegas before but the thing is it's just kind of that mentality of this is a place you have a good time well you can try some things that you might not feel as comfortable trying at home maybe they're a little bit more accessible but I think the main thing is is they're always coming up with these new things and when you first hear about them you think well that's totally unnecessary and then you think about it for a second and you go I want to do that exactly and some of those things we're going to talk about today first with Janelle Jacks from the Las Vegas Visitors and Convention Bureau then we're going to talk with Courtney Fitzgerald from LasVegas.com about all of the new dining trends in the Sin City that's our gotta eat segment and trust me it'll make you hungry finally we're going to be talking with Anne-Marie Corbet, who is with Zarkana, the newest Cirque show that just opened on the Can you say that a little more with more a better French flair? Come on, on, this is Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> Anne-Marie Corbet. I, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Never mind. I shouldn't have asked you to do that. Of course, Cirque is one of the biggest entertainment places there on the Strip. We're going to talk about them and one of their new shows, Zarkana. We have so many new, interesting, and unique things to tell you about. But before we get to that, we first got to do... Hot Topics and Travel. We love Vegas. What a great show coming up next. Stay tuned. You are listening to Travel Brigade. Find us at TravelBrigade.com. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade or like us on Facebook. We'll be right back. What's hot? What's not? What's trending? Next up, this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Today's show all about Sin City. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. We just got back from the very well-lit Las Vegas. Yeah, who pays that electric bill? I think you do when you (laughs) visit anyway. (laughs) That's true. That's your gambling losings right there. You'd have to for as... I mean, can you imagine? I'm going to challenge anyone in the inside industry. Show me one month's electricity bill from one of the big Vegas resorts. I would love to see it. 
ton of great stuff to do there. We're going to be telling you about it coming up in the show. But first, hot topics in travel. Now, we all know that the Internet has revolutionized travel in that people can post their favorite things to do, their favorite restaurants, their exactly. favorite hotels. And so anytime you go anywhere, you can look up a number of different sites where you can get advice from people who have already been there, done that. Right. I'm going to tell you about a site called Mosey. Mosey. M-O-S-E-Y. Okay. Mosey.com. When I say Mosey, you kind of think of just... Mosey at all. Yeah. Hanging out. So there's all these different sites where you can get restaurants, you can get hotels, you can get, you know, museums, whatever. This kind of pulls it all together and people pull together sort of their favorite day itinerary in a particular city. Oh, actually... That's a good idea. For example, when I got on the site, right on the front page, there's one that is a Sunday in Seattle or a rainy day in Seattle or London in an afternoon. And it's kind of these people's picks for here, start here, then go do this, walk over here. They post photos and pinpoint mark maps. So that it makes it really easy for you to just print it out or if you're on your iPhone or whatever, just uh, follow along. Actually, now that you mentioned that, us, just like you listeners, you know, sometimes we go to new destinations ourselves and we're sort of trying to figure things out, looking things up. And I always feel like it's very compartmentalized as far as, oh, yeah, this restaurant, I heard this restaurant, I heard this place. And you really don't have this concept of how it might all come together. And I think I love the idea of an itinerary for the day. And it's still, you know, developing people. People are submitting more stuff and it'll get more and more as it goes along. But right now I was I was really kind of intrigued by some of the possibilities and I was thinking, oh, if I went to that city, yeah, I, I would try that. We should do one on Las Vegas. That would be a pretty long one depending on... <laughs> Well, here's here's the thing you know that's so great do, about like, Vegas. Really the corner, like yeah. like it'd be like, what can you do from Caesar's Palace to the Bellagio? Because that's like that's a whole day right there. Right, or kind of an unusual one you could do for Vegas. Vegas between midnight and six a.m. Like, what oh you yeah, have, you know that you might not do it. Do we want to talk about what we do between midnight and six a.m.? <laughs> oh, Jeff's face turning a little red. We shouldn't talk about that, I guess. But there are so many things you can do in Vegas that yeah, you could come up with a number of different itineraries. That's true. It is a twenty-four-seven place. You lose track of time. It's one of those cities. Coming up next, we're going to be talking with someone from LasVegas.com about all of the new things, all the great things to go do here in Las Vegas. And trust me, for as many times as Jeff and I have been to Vegas, when we go and we can fill our whole itinerary with things that we haven't done yet, take our advice. Lots of fun things to do. You are listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We'll be right back. the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin in one of our favorite cities we frequent, I would say, a little too often, (laughs) Las Vegas. And one of the many, many things I love about Las Vegas is it seems like they've just always got people sitting around thinking, what would people love to do? And then, and then when they, hey, and then they come up that. with something to do, and then they go, okay, now how can we make that happen? Here to tell us more about it is Janelle Jacks from the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority, also known as LasVegas.com. Welcome, Janelle. Hello, Janelle. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Well, thank you. We always love coming to Vegas. It's our one of our go-to towns, and we have spent so much time in Vegas, around Vegas, driving through Vegas, and we always are amazed about how many, every time we go, there's something new happening in Vegas. 
You know, that really is a great thing about Las Vegas is that it is always reinventing itself, and we're always coming up with new and exciting and different things to offer all the visitors. What are some of the things that you've seen coming out now in 2013 that are really notable? Well, something that we are really excited about is our newest and the eighth Cirque du Soleil show in Las Vegas, and that is the new Michael Jackson One show. Um, it will be at the Mandalay Bay, and it will cover the the musical history and the legend that was Michael Jackson, along with Cirque du Soleil and their incredible acrobatics and theatrics. So that's something we're really excited. And that is also, exciting. You know, Cirque just doesn't. We have them coming on the show later. There is no bad Cirque shows. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And there's there, there'll be eight of them, and they are all unique in their own right. And Mandalay Bay is not a bad place. I mean, it's one of the places that everyone. It's like every time I go to Vegas, I'm like, okay, what's Mandalay Bay offering? I've got to see what they're doing because they. I mean, it's like a little resort as far as you know their pools and the cabanas and the spas. And now that you mentioned that, they're also going to bring a Cirque du Soleil nightclub to Mandalay Bay. So oh, really? Tell ever. us a little bit about that. It'll be called Light, and it is the first partnership with uh, Cirque du Soleil and a nightclub. So inside you're going to get, you know, the great music and nightlife atmosphere, as well as incredible one-of-a-kind acrobatics happening at the same time. So if we, if I had a few too many drinks, could I actually try a few of those acrobatics myself? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm sure you could try. <laughs> what are some other new things that uh, you're seeing coming out? Everyone knows Las Vegas has an incredible nightlife scene, but we've also revolutionized the whole day club scene with pools and, you know, really unique world-class DJs and electronic music. So we've got uh, the 10th anniversary of Rehab at the Hard Rock. We've got Encore Beach Club, Wet Republic. So we're getting ready to kick that off, and uh, Vegas says pool season like nobody else. I'm old enough to remember the Kiss lyrics, rock and roll all night (laughs) and party every day. (laughs) And that used to be really hard to do, but in Vegas the last few years, that has become actually possible with, with the new uh, day club pool scene. W- yeah, what are some of those trends? It sounds like the day pool clubs are still going strong. Any other trends you're seeing? Um, also, what we're seeing are uh, really unique outdoor excursions. And it's something I like to talk about that not a lot of people are aware of. But um, Yeah, they right think of backyard. Vegas and casinos, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of what the mind goes to. Exactly. And, you know, everyone knows we have the best gaming in the world, but in the past um, decade, our non-gaming revenue has exceeded gaming revenue. And I think that's really evident in all the great shopping, dining, nightlife, um, outdoor excursions that we offer. Vegas is the package deal now. You're right. I mean, Jeff and I can tell you, we, we were raised on Vegas. It's it's our, our go-to place for many years from when we were going with our families when we were younger all the way to now. And it really has become so much about all the dining, the shopping, the entertainment, the, you know, and not that the casinos aren't great, but they're competing with Vegas in a whole now, it seems. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just so many uh, different attractions and things that you can do. We have more than 40 luxury spas in Las Vegas. We have more than 60 golf courses that, you know, can cater to any kind of budget. The shopping, I mean, I could go on and talk about that <laughs> all day. We just did some really uh, fun things when we were down there. We went to the, the mob attraction. We went to score. Just some things that you don't think of when the you're The Warhol exhibit. Yeah. Who, who thinks about, hey, I'm going to go to Las Vegas and go see some really great art? And that's something that has really um, transformed in downtown Las Vegas. We've seen this whole art culture emerge in the, in, uh, the past couple of years. 
um, downtown you'll find now the Smith Center, which is our cultural and performing arts center. And you can catch a Broadway play there, like we have Catch Me If You Can, Les Miserables, The Wizard of Oz coming. We also noticed a lot of fun off-strip activities now. We did uh, Dig This, the Guns and Ammo Garage. We noticed shooting galleries have kind of been uh, popping up. That's become really popular, particularly, I understand, with international tourists. And it's very true because uh, nowhere else can you shoot an automatic gun (laughs) in a very safe and controlled environment. Does that work Uh, with your open container law? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's a really fun and safe um, environment, and it's something that a lot of different cultures and um, visitors enjoy. And we should mention with Dig This, where you get to operate bulldozers and cranes, and we'll be talking a little bit more about them. They do breathalyze you before they turn (laughs) you loose on a 5,000-pound piece of heavy mechanical equipment. But then you get to build your own Vegas hotel. You, you, you've got all the <laughs> you've got all the skills necessary to add one more hotel to the strip. That's I think it's great. But, but to me, that that sort of symbolizes Las Vegas. Is they thought, hey, people would probably really have fun driving around bulldozers and cranes. I know I drive by construction sites all the time and think, wow, that would be really cool. In Vegas, they actually come up with a way for you to do it. You know, that's the, the great thing about Las Vegas. If you want to do it, you know, chances are we probably have an attraction that will let you do it. For more things to do, look up LasVegas.com. All these things that Janelle has been talking about, you'll be able to find references and links to them. That's right. You can check out accommodations, shows, activities, everything you want to do while you're there in Vegas. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We'll be right back. Not sure where to go, what to do, and where to sleep? Up next, hot hotels, unique activities, and top attractions in our destination city. Check it out. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin talking about Sin City. We just got done talking about some of the great attractions that are here, and we wanted to elaborate a little bit more about some of the things we did when we were there. As you heard in our last interview, Las Vegas is always evolving, and we have been here scads of times, dozens, however you want to put it. And all the things we did on our last trip here were all things we had never done before. Yep, there's always something new to do in Vegas. First one we did, or that I did, that I really enjoyed was called Dig This. It's just off the strip. It's this huge dirt lot with cranes and bulldozers on it. I know. I actually think it's like kind of an ingenious idea. Now, as somebody who has always thought it looked cool to drive a crane or a bulldozer and had no idea how to do it, this is right up my alley. That's right. Jeff's actually going to quit doing this, quit the radio show, and stop traveling and just pretty much start doing construction now. Well, I feel like I would be a lot closer to being able to do that after doing Now, you might be thinking, whoa, this sounds like a great place for a bachelor party. We could all get drunk and go do cranes and bulldozers. No, they breathalyze you. That's true. And what's really cool about it is you have a coach there who, like my guy was a guy who worked for the Caterpillar company for years and years and years. So you have a coach there that talks you through how to operate these machines, which are pretty complex, I must say. And by the time you get done, you can do things that you never would have thought you could have done a couple hours ago. He actually has this idea now he's going to build his own hotel, his own resort right there on the strip. We've got to work on the financing. now. <laughs> but no, I did feel a real sense of accomplishment. That's true. So. so dig this right there in Las Vegas. Dig this and you can get dirty just like Jeff. One of the other things is guns and ammo. I mean, where can you go and shoot guns and ammo on vacation? One of the trends in Las Vegas the last couple of years has been several sort of shooting galleries that have popped up. They're usually off the strip and you go in and you can shoot all these different high-powered guns. They're particularly popular among people who are traveling from outside the United States where they might have more 
restrictive gun laws. But even here in the United States, to be able, for example, I shot an Uzi, you know, right within the Las Vegas city limits. And, you know, it's actually funny because this news is traveling. I have a friend who just recently moved back from Australia and we were telling him about it. And he was like, yeah, my friends were telling me they went to Vegas and did this because you're not allowed to have guns in Australia. I'm not a gun person. I've never owned a gun. I've only fired them at Boy Scout camps and all that. (laughs) But it was really cool shooting an Uzi. And And the best part was for you, my dear, was that they have these very highly trained people who take care of you and make sure you are safe while you are doing this safe you you should be the one that should be careful it's like i would be like turning around and maybe like shooting the wrong person is that what you're afraid of <laughs> jeff doesn't want to get me angry before we go down to the guns and ammo shop i think it is actually really an interesting concept the whole thing i think it was a good experience whip your pistol out <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we're going to be posting all the contact info for all these places we're talking about on our hot sheet at our website, TravelBrigade.com. And if you want a picture of Jeff and his Uzi, you're going to have to tweet us at Travel Brigade. So a trend that's still going strong, building on year after year, are these day clubs at the pool. So basically what they figured is that everybody spends their daytime at the pool, so they won't want to get on, on that action. They don't want to have people out there by the pool where they're not gambling, not drinking, not doing whatever. So now they're like turning all these... Vegas pools into day clubs, which is kind of an interesting concept. Some of them are adults only, you know, 18 and above or 21 and above. So that's kind of interesting. But what's really interesting is the night clubs, should we say the gentlemen clubs, and I'm using that in air quotes in the studio here, gentlemen's clubs. Do you mean a strip club? I do mean a strip club. (laughs) A strip club. I'm just asking as a gentleman. (laughs) Yeah. A gentleman. Only gentlemen go there. But what they're doing is they're actually comboing the daytime pool club with the strip club. And the Sapphire Pool Club is actually one of the new things in Vegas that just is opening this spring. Like I said, combining an old Vegas trend, which is strip clubs, with a new Vegas trend. Or a gentleman's club, as we're going to call them. (laughs) <laughs> a new Vegas trend, Sapphire Pool Club. So, yeah, bringing two things together that some people might really enjoy this. What's really great if you want to have this experience, you can get yourself a free limo ride, compliments of Sapphire Pool Club. And the reason they're going to have to give you a free limo ride is because we know where the rest of your cash is going. Well, of course, to hamburgers and onion rings. <laughs> uh, is that what you meant? Uh, casinos, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Sure. The mob has a long and colorful history in Las Vegas, and you can learn all about all of the legendary characters that once ran this place. Or maybe they still do. (laughs) Who knows? You can learn about them at Mob Attraction at the Tropicana. And what's really fun about this is you're not only learning, but you're being entertained along the way. There are these little film clips from James Caan and from some of the cast of The Sopranos, and it's like they're talking directly to you. And so it's a little bit intimidating. And then the funnest part is you sort of get dragged into this little play, so to speak, with these live actors where you've been recruited to make a delivery. A delivery for a air quote business. (laughs) And then you have to explain yourself to the cops. And the whole thing is just really fun. We had a great time there. And right across the street there in the Luxor is this new place called Score, which I thought was really interesting. I mean, when we first heard about it, I thought, oh, Jeff's really going to love this. But what I thought was really great is that I loved it too. It's this interactive sports memorabilia place, but it's got all these activities that go throughout the whole thing. You would like throw a baseball and see how fast you pitch. You can change a tire at NASCAR. You can shoot some hockey pucks. What else could you do? There was a boxing ring, a bunch of sports memorabilia. What do you call this? You're trying to say memorabilia? Yes, memorabilia. (laughs) 
Why don't you just say old stuff from guys who played a while back? Old stuff from guys who played a while back. That, if you're a fan like me, was so, so cool to see some of these jerseys and things like that. Yeah, and it's really fun. You go in and you actually pick what kind of sport you want to play. You get to sign a contract and you get to go throughout, do these interactive things. And they take, you know, pictures of you behind a green background. You get to hold your big trophy or your hockey stick up in the air. And then at the end, you get to find out how much money you get to make from your annual contract. Yeah, it was really fun. And particularly if you've got kids you're traveling with, they'll really enjoy it too. And that brings us to Slotzilla. This is so classically Vegas. Exactly. You're probably going, what is Slotzilla? It's huge. It's lit up. It gives you a thrill ride. It's Vegas, right, in a nutshell. Basically ziplining downtown on Fremont Street. Yeah, the Fremont Street experience. And it's going to be an 11-story tall slot machine. (laughs) That you're going to take off from the top and zip line down. And they have a temporary one up now. They're transitioning to this Slotzilla. We did the temporary one, and let me just tell you, I was petrified. Yeah, it goes fast. White Lines, a company that's been doing zip lining a long time in Las Vegas, they have just opened a new place outside of town called Bootleg Canyon, where you're actually out in the open and going through these beautiful well, natural scenery. I believe it's... You mean the neon lights and the main street? No, I'm talking about you know rock formations. Oh, yes, yes. And, people, and people. blue skies and yes. trees and all these things. People, there is a place outside of Vegas called Nature. <laughs> yes, and you can see it on this bootleg canyon with flight lines. And I believe it goes over 1,700 feet and you hit speeds of 60 miles per hour. That brings us to Jeff and his midlife crisis. We were talking about the pool club again? No, no, no. no. That almost set us bankrupt. But let's just go back to a normal midlife crisis. Jeff was in a band in college, has always had this fantasy of bringing the band back together. And what did he find? Rock and roll fantasy camp there in Vegas. Yeah, and you can either put your band back together, you can get together with some other people who are there in town at the same time, jam with them, make some music with them. They also bring in famous bands and you can jam with some of your guitar heroes. They have 12... And not kind of the guitar hero like on a PlayStation, but real guitar heroes. So as you can see, Vegas not only can fill your nights, your days, your casino time, but also everything else you ever want to do in this little fantasy land on the Strip. So much to do. We've got more to talk about coming up. Running around doing all these amazing things has made me work up an appetite. Jeff, you always say that. That's true. Even when I'm just (laughs) sitting around, I work up an appetite. But if you worked up an appetite, there's no better place to be than Las Vegas. And my favorite segment of the show is coming up. You gotta eat. That's true. You do gotta eat. Coming up, we'll be talking with Courtney Fitzgerald from LasVegas.com right after this. Stay tuned. You are listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. You're going to get a little hungry when you're traveling the globe. Whether it be fine dining, a regional specialty, or a small local street cart, you gotta eat. Next up, you gotta eat. Mmm, good. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin, with always one of my favorite segments, Gotta Eat. And while we're here in Las Vegas, I am really looking forward to having some traditional Las Vegas food. What What is that? The whole point is there is no traditional right. Las Vegas you food. <laughs> you go to Italy to get pasta. You go to France to get crepes. You go to Las Vegas to get all of the above. And here to tell us more about it is Courtney Fitzgerald from LasVegas.com. Welcome, Courtney. Hi, everybody. Where are my foodies at? <laughs> whoop, whoop. We're all right here starting in the studio. First of all, we want to know, we're talking about all the new things 
And just sort of hot trends here for 2013, growing into a great summer here. What are some of the food trends that you're seeing there in Vegas? Well, I'm seeing kind of four separate things. So we'll go ahead and get you started. I hope you're all hungry. Oh, we started hungry. We're going to be hungrier by the time we end this. <laughs> Even better. My new favorite thing that has really gained traction here recently is the idea of the gourmet buffet. So Not you all have heard of Las Vegas for all the buffets. Right? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Four ninety nine slop in the corner. Nothing like that. Yeah, the most recent one added is the Bacchanal Buffet at Caesar's Palace. It has more than 500 different items on the menu at any given time. So wow. there's always something different. Now, some of these buffets, I know Aria had one, has one that just opened, too. I mean, we're talking about stuff like red velvet waffles and banana and Nutella French toast. I mean, I hear that, and I'm like, who thought up that crazy madness? <laughs> And that is just for breakfast. That's so right. The that's dinner right. gets even better. There's crab legs. There is lamb chops. There's anything that you can think of is going to be on that buffet. With 500 options, I could eat there a year straight, basically, and, <laughs> and never eat the same thing twice. Sounds that's like. true. So what other trends are you seeing? Well, the second one that I'm seeing is the idea of the gastro pub. So oh, it's yes, all your traditional nice. pub fare with a celebrity chef gourmet twist. Uh-huh. So you're seeing Gordon Ramsay just opened a pub at Caesars Palace. Todd English has a pub over at City Center. You have culinary dropout at Hard Rock. So they have fabulous things on the menus like gourmet hamburgers and Philly cheesesteak egg rolls. That's the perfect thing that Vegas does so well is they take different things, put them together in new ways that you wouldn't think of. And then once you hear about them, you're like, oh, I've got to try that. So the next thing that I've seen recently has been the addition of all a bunch of different new Japanese restaurants. So we just opened up Hakkasan this past month over at MGM Grand. We just had Nobu opened up his first restaurant on the Strip over yes, at Caesar's Palace. And then Mandalay Bay just announced a new one from Iron Chef Morimoto that's going to open up first part of next year. Wow, that sounds exciting. Is that because you're seeing more tourists from Asia or just something that's the hot new cultural food? Or Well, Las Vegas sees nearly 40 million visitors every year, so they are from all corners of the world. So we, like you said earlier, there's all foods for all people here in Las Vegas. We don't have anything that is traditionally Las Vegas. We are just everything to all people. So there's great Japanese restaurants, Chinese restaurants, and everything else in between. Well, that actually just reminds me of one of the places we just went when we were down there, the Hofbra House, which is where do you go where you're getting like authentic German food, great beer, some really good music from Germany, and totally kind of have like a little mini German experience right there. Yeah, you can travel the whole world and not even leave the Strip. It's great. And what's the uh, other one you're seeing, the fourth? The, fin the final, the fourth one, my absolute favorite, is the Gourmet Burger Restaurant. So, <laughs> Does it have bacon? Because Jeff's going to be there then. <laughs> bacon, avocado, 12 different kinds of cheese. It is absolutely fantastic. And they have one of my favorite things at most of these restaurants. It is truffle french fries. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. You can't go wrong with those. I know this is like asking you to pick between your children, but if you had to pick going through a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, late night, you're, you're sort of your perfect eating day in Las Vegas. What would some of your choices be? Um, one of my favorite places for breakfast is Payard's Patisserie at Caesars Palace. They have some amazing foods and fabulous coffee. Very nice. I love Caesars for any reason, but... <laughs> 
whether it's the spa or the food or Caesars, it's hard to go wrong there. Exactly. And then so lunch, I really like my hamburgers. So there is a great hamburger place at the Cosmopolitan, and it's called Holstein's. Feeling a little bit on the Mexican side of things, I really enjoy Border Grill at Mandalay Bay. And then for dinner, this is probably one of the most unique spots in town. It is one of the last couple traditional gourmet-style restaurants. It's called Michael's, and it is at the South Point Hotel. And it is one of the last few gourmet restaurants where they have the same maitre d' and same chef since the 1970s. It is your red velvet booth. They're making your homemade Caesar salad dressing at your table side with bananas, fosters, and flames next to your table. It's absolutely fantastic. You know, I have never gone wrong when I've gone to a restaurant, be it upscale or just an eat-out place where the people have been there for 25 years or more. <laughs> it's it's always good. That's always a sign. If somebody's been there since the 1970s, it's a sign it's a good place. Jose de Maitre d' tells me that if you're in the market to make a proposal to a lady, that they have a perfect record for proposals in their restaurant. Oh, there you go. Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> Interested in any more proposals in your life? <laughs> love to see, love to see, but I know where I'm going if I do. <laughs> One of the things we like about Vegas, that I like about Vegas, is that it's sort of one of these places where I sort of, um, you know, go to California so I can go to Pink's Hot Dogs. And when I'm in New York, I have to go to Serendipity 3. And the one thing that I really like when you go to New York, you've got all these little hot spots of little places like that are New York, you know, that are different, that are from New York, that are from L.A., that are from, you know, different little places in town. And they're all right there in one location. Get a little, like, trip around the world there, um, not only just with the different types of dining, Japanese, Italian, whatever but all these little hot spots that you can get that are unique to different places around the country. And, you know, whether it's 11 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's just great places, whether you're eating a full breakfast or just getting a great midnight snack. That's what you can get here in Vegas, definitely. And nine times out of ten, it's cooked by your favorite celebrity chef. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's true. Well, you have made us very, very hungry. If you want to find out more about all of these great Las Vegas restaurants, go to lasvegas.com where they can point you in the right direction. Thank you very much, Courtney, for joining us. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Make sure that you check us out on Twitter at Travel Brigade, our website, travelbrigade.com, or you can also like us on Facebook. We'll be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. We're talking about Sin City. We just got talking about You Gotta Eat, and I'm really hungry right now. That interview called me back to the schnitzel we had at Hofbrau House and the giant pretzels and the Hofbrau beer, and I can't think of a better... Well, I, I can, because my memory of Hofbrau House started with Jeff and his Lederhosen, and then it went to beer, and then it went to really great food, and then it went to some really fun music, everybody sitting at joint tables, and 
followed by a little cherry on top. You can actually get spanked there. That's right. The waitresses serve the beers on these paddles. Right. And they can be used for more than serving beer. And that's probably one of the places that you can get spanked in Vegas and don't have to be 21 or tip for it. Touche. <laughs> no, really, you got to try Hofbrauhaus. House. It's a super fun place, great environment, really good food, and just a very unique, unique, again, going back to that whole foodie unique thing, real fun place to go. Once you get done with dinner, she got the whole night to fill. Might as well hit a show. Or two. Or more. <laughs> we always do. One of the nights when we were down there recently, we went over to the Bellagio Gallery of Fine Art, and they've got an exhibit called Warhol Out West. Can you say that? Warhol Out West. <laughs> Can't say it three times I don't know. Fast. Warhol Out West. And then with an open container, try that. Try yeah. that. Yeah, really. <laughs> but 60 pieces by Andy Warhol, the famous pop artist, and really a great retrospective about his career. And while you're by Bellagio, you really have to try Hyde. We were there, not this last trip, actually, the trip before. But Hyde Bellagio is a really great club. It's I think it opens kind of dusk, five-ish, four-ish. But it's really fun. It starts out as sort of like a cocktail, light appetizers. They have some really unique, they have bellinis that they make from scratch. They have all these really great cocktails. I remember the uh, martini that we got that had fresh pepper juice in it. And then you can see the Bellagio show right there. And then it turns into a nightclub later. But while you're at Bellagio, Warhol and Hyde, I think those are two really good picks. Another one that we did last time we were down there, but it's still running really strong, is the show Absinthe. Love it. It's in a tent outside of Caesar's Palace. It's sort of the anti-Las Vegas show in that it's got this, you're in a circus tent. Yeah. Simple, vaudeville, lots of fun. Definitely crude and rude and hysterically fun. Staying on the strip, let's talk about one of the classics in a new venue. Blue Man Group is now at the Monte Carlo. That's true, and they're advertising that now it's more interactive. We went to the show. I think one of the things they say is, we've got more balls now. Because they do. They're all over the place. <laughs> well, I mean, they still got the paint and the weird instruments and everything. And this in particular is a very tween, teen-friendly show. Well, really, just any age, I think, really. I mean, it's a, it's all ages. As you see adults in there, kids in there, tweens in there, teens in there. And everyone, you cannot go to Blue Man and not have fun because they draw you in. They draw you in. You have to participate in the whole show. And it's just a really fun environment where you just kind of walk out and feel like you've really had an interactive, fun experience there on the strip. Cirque du Soleil arrived in Las Vegas nearly 20 years ago. 20 years. They changed the face of entertainment on the strip. I saw my first Cirque show at least 15 years ago, and it was Mystere there at Treasure Island, and it was incredible. And here's the thing. They keep coming up with more shows, and with each show, they keep coming up with new things to blow your mind. And it's true, and that they're not the same. I think that's the thing is people go, oh, it's a Cirque show. Is it the same? Is this one or that one? I have seen, I think, every show on the strip now that Cirque's done, and they're all unique. I mean, you have O that's in the water. You've got Mystere. That's a very classic sort of circus, you know, to the literal meaning. Uh, we saw the Elvis show there at Aria a while ago. We saw Zumanity, which is a very different spin. Ka, love the staging. And now we've got Zarkana. We're going to find out more about this new show at the Aria called Zarkana when we talk with the show's artistic director, Anne-Marie Corbet, coming up in just a moment. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Please take some time to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and check out our website, TravelBrigade.com, where you can find hot sheets and previous episodes of Travel Brigade. Stay tuned. We are going to be right back. 
You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Today, our Las Vegas show. And what would Las Vegas be without some great entertainment? One of the things that we have come to always do every time we go to Las Vegas now, whether we're with the kids or whether we're just by ourselves, is we want to go see a Cirque du Soleil show. Who doesn't? And they're always coming out with new things, coming out with new shows. And every time I think they've boggled my mind completely, <laughs> the next time I go, they come up with something even more mind-boggling. That's true. And they've done it again with <laughs> Zarkana. Here to tell us more about it is Anne-Marie Corbet, the artistic director for Zarkana. Welcome, Anne-Marie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show. We have been longtime Cirque fans. We've written some articles about Cirque and some of the shows, and we just always love seeing what new thing you have going on. Tell us a little bit That's about crazy. the show. Well, Zarkana is the, the new baby on the strip. <laughs> we are at the Aria Hotel in Las Vegas. Very and beautiful it's, hotel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's you know Zarkana it's for me I mean I've been at Cirque 20 years wow so Zarkana for me goes back to the roots of uh, why I love that company so much which is uh, acrobatic and mind blowing uh, performance by top elite athletes Exactly. And, you know, I think, I think that some people go, well, there's so many shows on the Strip that Cirque does. What's so new and unique about Zarkana? You know, we have live music in all our shows. Yes. But Zarkana is a, more of a, I don't know, I would call it a rock opera. So the music yeah. is really really intense, really present. Uh, it's very different than what other shows have. And really, the acrobatic level is uh, back to its original format for me. Uh, very big high-level circus number that you see, you know, only at Cirque du Soleil. You, you come to see the acrobatic and the fantastic visual that we have. Speaking of visuals, one of the things that I think is so impressive, the, the woman that you have on most of your posters is kind of a cross between a spider and some, like, some of the costumes in Disney movies. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> yes. and, and by the way, you can tell some of your people, I have repeatedly made a request, can we just borrow those costumes for Halloween? And I keep getting <laughs> no. So, <laughs> I want the webbing and the costume. Oh. Right? Uh, Oh, absolutely. But yeah, we have a Halloween every day here. So. There you go. There you go. You mentioned that you've been with Cirque for 20 years, and it's amazing how much Cirque has built up in the last few years in Las Vegas or over the yeah. past few years. I opened Mystere in 1993. That was the, the first baby in the... I mean, we were superstars. We arrived in this town, and we it was mind-blowing what we were doing. People had never seen that. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was an important moment in the arts in Las Vegas. We really changed the color of the strip. It just went on and on and on and on, and it, I think it pushed everybody. Not no, just I mean, Cirque that was my first experience with Cirque there, that Mystere. That was it down there at the Treasure Island, and, and I've been a fan ever since, and it had to have been 15, 16 years ago. Yeah, well, it's... It's going to be 20 years this yeah, year. Yeah, there you go. Bringing it back to Zarkana, I was going to say one of the things that I think is so unique that I've never seen in any of the shows there is the sand lady who does the sand pictures. Where did that concept even come from? I thought it was amazing. She's amazing, and she's really a, a unique performer. People are always like, it's so sad that she's erasing her painting, <laughs> you know, it lasts 10 seconds, and then it breaks their, their heart that, you know, she puts sand all over it. But that's the beauty of it, and that's why it's it's so unique. 
And I also think it's so unique, too, the way the cameras are lit on it and how it's illuminated up on the stage. It really is such a unique, I think it was my favorite part of the show. I thought I thought I heard people talking about it next to us, and each show has such a unique flavor. But there's a, a couple of things here in Zarkana that are just a really, really fun, and you really remember them. Absolutely, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about some of the other shows on the strip that Cirque has, and, and what are the popular shows, and what's kind of unique about each of them have their own little flavor. Well, absolutely. I mean, at the moment, we have seven shows on the Strip, with uh, an eighth one coming uh, very soon. Uh, Michael Jackson 1 will open on June 29th, so we will end up with eight uh, eight shows on the Strip. Where is that one playing? Oh, it will be at the Mandalay Bay. Mandalay Bay. Very good. Yes, yes. And that promises to be a, a great show also. And it's something to offer all audience. You know, it's eight distinct shows that... When, if you're a Beatles fan, if you will be a Michael Jackson fan, uh, a Magic fan with Believe, uh, Ka offers you uh, something, you know, supernatural in the emptiness. You, the stage floats around there, falling 100 feet. It goes against gravity. So yeah. it's, each shows are unique. For me, I mean, I still love Mystere, but of course it's my first baby, so <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's really hard to, to uh, not think about this one. All the shows have a different flavor, and that's why it's so good that the audience want to see one thing or do two shows a night. They they can go from one world to the other. Of course, it's the entertainment capital of the of the world. I would say almost, you know. We're Vegas regulars, and I think a lot of people don't just come to Vegas once. It's it's one of those places you want to get to quite often. And I mean, we've done everything from took our kids to the very first show. We took them to Bastera many years after mm-hmm. I had gone, and then you know we had our own little adult time there and went and saw Zumanity. So you really well, do yeah. have the whole the whole gamut. Absolutely, the other side of Cirque. <laughs> <laughs> you see something different, and if you want to go see something with the kids, then you have this option. You you want to reminisce the time with the Beatles, you have this choice also. So it, it offers something different for everyone. And that coming up with something different is what always amazes me with you guys. Does it get harder with each show? <laughs> you've, you've already done so much. That, well, you know, what it, are we going to do it, now? Well, our show, you know, we we did a lot of new things with projection and videos and that's something that uh, people come out of the show and say wow the visual is incredible so it it pushes everybody but each creation team is different so maybe if we had the same director over and over again at one point we would be a little bit uh, redundant but I think with having a different team that works on each show, then each director with their creators come up with their story, their idea, the history, the script, the visual, and you know they work on that for two years before it hits the stage. So they they have time to first see what's going on on the other Cirque show so that you don't repeat yourself. And we get pushed to always use the latest technology because in technology, in six months you go oh. They have a new gadget that we could use there. Challenge to do this. It is the same with the acrobatic. You know, it's like, how can we do trapeze but not the traditional way? How can we push this envelope a little further? So that's always the the challenge of Cirque is is Cirque du Soleil always wants to be unique and pushing the envelope. And I did notice that a lot with Zarkana talking about the multimedia. I mean, again, you know, you have Nasser who it's got its own classic thing and you've got Mm -hmm. humanity. And then Ka, of course, with the staging, but some of the multimedia stuff that's added in Zarkana is really amazing. I mean, Mm -hmm. it it just feels so new and fresh. 
one other unique thing about our show. <laughs> Uh, we will put information about all the Cirque du Soleil shows and where you can buy tickets on our website. You can click our hot sheet for the show today. Thank you very much for joining us, Anne-Marie. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We'll be right back. They don't always agree, but they always seem to have the reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Sin City, Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas, whatever you want to call it. What a great city. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. So, Zarkana, what an exciting show. It kind of leaves me with that, what will they think of next? You know what I mean? Like, because they always do. It's just one of the many great things we did here. And so now it's time for us to narrow it down to our three favorites, which in this case was really hard to do. And we're going to try and stick to the new things that we did this time because Vegas it's too hard to narrow it all down. Well, and I think that's important to note. This is all stuff we did just on this last trip. Exactly. There's a lot of places you travel to and you say, okay, I got to hit this place and I got to do this and this is my favorite this or And that. if we told you how many times we've been in Vegas, you'd be even more impressed that these are all things we just did, just getting back. She's going to say flight lines, zip lining down Fremont Street in downtown. I literally thought I was going to have a heart attack. I think Jeff thought I was going to have a heart attack. The Minimis thought I was going to have a heart attack attack and then the best part was we got to see pictures of us looking like or me I'll admit me looking like I was going to have a heart attack so again if you want a picture of Jeff and his Uzi or you want a picture of me having a heart attack on flight lines just tweet us my third choice is going to be mob attraction. And what I particularly loved about this that I wasn't expecting at all going in was you get into this. So you could say, forget about it. <laughs> well, yeah. But, but you go in and you get into this interaction with these live actors who are playing mobsters and cops and stuff. And all of a sudden you're involved in all this drama and you're trying to you know make sure you're doing the right thing and everything. And then at the end, you kind of have to explain your way out to the cops. And it was interesting. One of our mini-me's was with me and she was was not deceptive, but not entirely forthcoming either. Mm -hmm. She mm -hmm. really knew how to work this cop. And I'm sitting there thinking, first, I'm really proud of her. But then I'm starting to think, how many times well, did she work yeah. us over? <laughs> yeah. yeah, good point. Good point. The things you find out about your mini-me's when you travel with them. Well, my number two, we just got done talking about it, is Zarkana. And I think that really Cirque just never, never lets me down. And I'm going to put this out here. Cirque, I like your show, but I really want to borrow those costumes for Halloween. I'm just going to say it one more time. They're amazing. Before we can get to Halloween, we first have to celebrate Oktoberfest. Ah, good one. My number two is Hofbrau House, where it's basically Oktoberfest every night. It's a recreation of a Munich beer hall where they pretty much invented Oktoberfest. We had a schnitzel. We had our pretzels. We had our German beer. Live music. Jeff had his Lederhosen. Delightful. It was a really fun time, and it's easy to get to right off the strip. Very good, and that brings me to my number one, which sort of ties into it. Pretty much everything Courtney said and gotta eat. Vegas has everything to eat, and all these fun new places, great places, whether it's a gastropub, a great buffet, a midnight snack. We took the mini-me's to Sarah to have a little frozen hot chocolate. It doesn't matter. It's Vegas. 
it's not just about the ninety-nine cent shrimp cocktail anymore. That's because it doesn't exist now. It's a dollar ninety-nine. But I get your point. I get your point. I get your point. My number one was dig this that we told you about earlier. And number one, it was really fun. Number you dug two, it. And number two, I felt like I had really learned something, really accomplished something, which was a great feeling. Okay, I'm going to have to interrupt you. Jeff doesn't really change a light bulb. Right. In, no, the this... ca- in the Casa de Travel Brigade. So this is a huge accomplishment for him. Yeah, no, if they can teach me to drive a bulldozer, they can teach anybody <laughs> to drive a bulldozer. It's one of those things where, boy, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And it's, again, one of those things that where else but Vegas would think up to have people come in and do that. Did you actually build something? Because maybe what it is is some scam where they're getting people to... <laughs> To actually, you know, they don't want to use real workers, so they're just training people and saying, oh, no, 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 really, uh, build this over there. <laughs> well, if they did, they're still on the ground floor. So. <laughs> very good, very good. What a great show. There's so much to do here every time we come. You know, Las Vegas is one of those places like New York City or Paris where it goes 24 hours a day, mm-hmm. and you go not really intending to do 24 hours a day. <laughs> But yeah, why get, get a hotel sucked room? into doing 22 hours a day right. or 20 hours a day or whatever. And after two or three days, you're just like, the only reason you leave is because if you stay, you'll collapse. That's true. And you, you need to go get some sleep. <laughs> Regrettably, it is time for us to leave Vegas. Yep. We'll be back next week with another great destination for you to consider. In the meantime, please remember that there are just two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, join us on Travel Brigade. Make sure that you check us out on our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, and check out our website, TravelBrigade.com. We will see you next week. Enjoy the trip. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.